section fourteen of rough notes taken during some rapid journeys across the pampas and among the andes by francis bond head this librivox recording is in the public domain i went back to the englishwoman who was very civil the sun was burning me to pieces i was quite exhausted and i begged her to let me lay down anywhere in the shade for that i had ridden almost all night and was tired she replied that she had positively no place i told her i had been sleeping on the ground for many months and that she surely had some little corner in which i might go to sleep she said nothing but the carpenter's shop oh i said with delight that will do famously so she led me to the place and in a few seconds i was fast asleep among the shavings in three or four hours my party arrived and the landlady had by this time hired two empty rooms for them and afterwards one small one for me she got me a table with two chairs and she told us we could breakfast and dine with all her guests this was not a very agreeable arrangement but furnished lodgings are not to be had at santiago and i had therefore no alternative than that of hiring an empty house and then getting furniture and servants but to clean the former and break in the latter were occupations which i had no wish to undertake particularly as i was going so shortly to inspect mines in different directions i had several letters which at buenos aires i had been requested to take to santiago and these i at once delivered to a person to whom i was addressed i had a drawing very carefully rolled up and sealed which i had been told at buenos aires was the picture of a child in england for his mother at santiago the lady happened to live close to the house to which i had taken my letters and as i thought the picture of her child would be very acceptable i called and delivered it to her myself she was in one of the best houses in the town and was surrounded by a very nice family of all ages while i was talking to her she opened and unrolled the paper and after glancing at it for a moment she passed it to her family who looked at it one after another with an apathy which quite provoked me it was then handed to me and i no sooner saw what it was than i bowed to the family and left in the hands of the lady not a picture of her child but a schoolboy's large coarse chalk drawing of the head of john the baptist during the short time i was at santiago i was constantly occupied in gaining information without which i could not have commenced my inspection of the mines and as many unforeseen difficulties were impeding my progress and occupying my attention i had neither time nor inclination to enter into any sort of society or to see any more of santiago than what chanced to be going on in the streets the town is full of priests the people are consequently 
indolent and immoral and i certainly never saw more sad examples of the effects of bad education or a state of society more deplorable the streets are crowded with a set of lazy indolent bloated monks and priests with their heads shaved in different ways wearing enormous flat hats and dressed some in white serge cowls and gowns and others in black the men all touch their hats to these drones who are also to be seen in the houses leaning over the backs of their chairs and talking to women who evidently are of the most abandoned class of society the number of people of this description at santiago is quite extraordinary the lower rooms of the most reputable houses are invariably let to them and it is really shocking beyond description to see them sitting at their doors with a candle in the back part of the room burning before sacred pictures and images the power of the priests has diminished very much since the revolution they are not respected they have almost all families and lead most disreputable lives still the hold they have upon society is quite surprising the common people laugh at their immorality yet they go to them for images and pictures and they send their wives and daughters to confess to them three times a day the people in the streets take off their hats or fall down on their knees every quarter of an hour during the night the watchman of each street sings as loud as he is able a prayer of ave maria purissima and then chants the hour and a description of the night during the day one constantly meets a calish drawn by two mules driven by a dirty boy in a poncho and followed by a line of inhabitants with their hats off each carrying a lighted candle in a lantern every individual in the streets kneels and those who have windows toward the streets who are generally the females i have described are obliged to appear with a lighted candle in the inside of the carriage sits a priest with his hands uplifted and clasped in this system of depravity the greater sinner pardons the little one sins are put into one scale and money into the other and intent upon the balance both parties forget the beauty and simplicity of the religion which they nominally profess the siesta at santiago is as long as it is at mendoza the shops are shut at noon and remain closed for four or five hours during which time all business is at an end the climate of santiago is similar to that of all the parts of chile which i visited the day in summer is burning hot the nights delightfully cool during the day the sun reflected from the mountains which surround the town on every side and which of course obstruct the breeze has a greater heat than is natural to the latitude at night 
the cold air rolls down the snowy sides of the andes and fills the chilean valleys with a cool atmosphere which is unknown to the great plains on the other side of the cordillera the effect of this stream of cold air is very agreeable and people whose occupations screen them from the sun in the day enjoy their evening's ramble and as the sky is very clear the climate of chile is often described as being extremely healthy yet the least learned but perhaps the most satisfactory proof of the healthiness of a climate is not the brightness of the stars or the color of the moon but the appearance of men's and women's faces and certainly the people of chile in general and of santiago in particular have not a healthy appearance the english there also look very pale and exhausted and although they keep each other in countenance it appeared to me that a strong dose of british wind with snow and rain and a few of what the scotch call sour mornings would do them a great deal of good convent at santiago group of people on the outside whispering and speaking through the keyhole the hinges and the cracks of the door turnabout filled with old linen door half opened by a janitress to take in two large models on wheels the one of a brown cow the other of a brown bull door of the chapel open chapel divided into two parts by a double grating one of iron the other of wood the lattices about the size of those in a cottage window at one end the altar glittering with silver mummery and candles at the other side of the grating the nuns assembled at vespers some were sitting at the sides and back of the chapel others kneeling in the middle even close to the grating with their faces towards the altar they appeared to be almost all very old fat women short and thick complexions stained with garlic and oil and countenances soured by long confinement they were praying as if they were sick and tired of it and as if they neither cared nor knew what they were saying four or five were playing on fiddles which they held up to their necks like men one was sawing an immense double bass and another was blowing with a large hand bellows into the lungs of a little organ on which a sister nun was playing they all sang together and i never heard sounds less melodious age had taken all softness from their voices and had left nothing but a noise which was harsh squeaking and discordant the women were old and ugly and the scene altogether was saddening their dresses consisted of white caps and large black gowns their hair was concealed and their features were so hard that it was difficult to say whether they were old men or old women the serge gown concealed their figures figures which were intended as the ornaments of creation when one fancied the lives they might have led the assistance they might have afforded to society 
the friendships they might have enjoyed and the pleasing natural duties they might have performed it was melancholy to see them lost to the world and only occupied in screaming in latin through iron bars to candles and pictures on my right there was a young monk who remained on a bench close to the wall all the time i was there he was confessing a nun through some holes in a plate of tin which was let into the convent wall which separated them and since the days of pyramus and thisbe there can never have been a more regular flirtation the monk was much more anxious to talk than to hear and i could not help smiling when i saw him with great eagerness of countenance putting sometimes his mouth and sometimes his ear to the tin plate however when i turned towards the group of old nuns who were before me i felt that it mattered but little to society whether they were confessing their old sins or planning new ones but it was distressing to think that the young and the innocent who were rising in the world were still the victims of such a mistaken custom for surely nothing can tend to blunt the good feelings of the young more than the reflection that even their thoughts of yesterday are already recorded by a man and if an evil genius wished to prepare a man who should be peculiarly unfitted for so delicate a confidence what could he do better than doom him to idleness and celibacy deny him children of his own and feed him upon oil and garlic journey to the gold mine of el bronce de petorca at about two o'clock in the morning we got up and before we had eaten our breakfast the mules arrived with two peons there were two mules for each person and they were all driven loose into the yard come now vamos said one of the cornish miners who was always cheerful and ready to start upon which the party all got their bridles and went down into the yard the capataz took my bridle and promised to give me a good beast and i stood for a few moments looking down upon the group from the large corridor or balcony each man was choosing his own mule and as from sad experience he had learnt the difference between riding a good mule and a bad one it was a point of some consequence it was amusing to see each individual trying to look an animal in the face to guess his character by the light of the moon while the cunning creature aware of his intention was constantly hiding his head among his comrades and turning his heels toward every person who approached him as soon as the mules were saddled which was always a troublesome and dangerous operation we mounted and rode out of the yard followed by the loose mules who trotted after the madrina or bell mare which was driven on by one of the peons as we passed through the streets the watchmen were singing the hour with the usual hymn of ave maria purissima 
and it was quite singular to hear their different ways of chanting it our road passed across the plain of santiago and although we cantered it was nearly three hours before we got to the mountains and then for the whole day we had either to climb up one side of a barren mountain or to scramble down the other these mountains from want of rain afford scarcely any pasture the soil upon them is cracked in a most singular manner and the fissures are so deep and frequent that it is apparently dangerous to ride over them after travelling until our mules were quite tired we arrived after the sun had set at a small hamlet of mud huts there had been a church but the great earthquake of eighteen twenty two had converted it into a heap of ruins the scene in the village was a very gay one it was christmas and the usual festivities were going on there were two or three rooms built of boughs and filled with young women and gauchos who were dancing to the music of a guitar on our arrival we had been led to the hut of a man who was the richest in the village and as soon as we had taken our saddles into his house we went out to join the dance the sight of a few unexpected strangers added to the cheerfulness of the scene the guitar instantly sounded louder and the people danced with greater vigor round the room were rough poles as benches on which sat the ladies who had danced their partners were seated on the ground at their feet and their earnest attentions cannot exactly be described we were received with great hospitality and in two minutes i saw my party all happy seated on the ground and as completely enfant de famille as if they had been born there end of section fourteen